I'm Renato. I'm Jared. And you're listening to this podcast. What a coincidence. Hello and welcome. Welcome to the hundredth episode. We finally made it. Uh, I still have that ready for some reason. It's always there, just like we are. Always watching. I know what you're eating at this moment, by the way. So if you're listening, it's kind of gross combination. (laughs) I don't know why you. For breakfast. Anywho, welcome to listen to this podcast. Uh, I am one half of your tired and miserable and nihilistic sons of bitch bitches. I guess not. Sorry, not sons of bitch. Sons of bitches. Renato, as always, joined by uh, my other lousy, nihilistic, mean, sad, tired person, Jared. How you doing, man? Hey, <laughs> I am good. Uh, I am. Yeah. I mean, we we just busted through another episode mm-hmm. um i'm excited for this one as well um very very excited uh yeah i'm doing good i got i got no complaints in life right now how about you no, me neither man i feel like the episode prior will kind of give everyone the rundown as to which how i feel yeah. this particular day <laughs> <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> but no yeah just just doing some uh you know some 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 stuff and I feel like I always kind of say that vaguely. It's just like it's a vague thing. Just doing things. <laughs> just kind of like how we're yeah, doing right now. Just doing things. Yeah, just a vague thing. Something. Um, I'm excited for this episode. Um, you came up with the idea. What are we doing Heck today? Yeah. So uh, in honor of our 100th episode, uh, I'm pretty sure, like as, as Jared mentioned, I'm pretty sure we're like on episode 140 or something. Someone's going to. Yeah, we've had like part twos. <laughs> we have two episodes 34 whatever it was whatever whatever if anybody wants to tell us like some technicality you can take that to the trash Mm. homie because right now this is the 100th episode uh and uh we decided to do something uh you know kind of similar to our album wreck kind of episode but uh not only are we going to try to recommend these albums to you but i think it was it was only appropriate for us to choose uh about five to seven albums that kind of are important to us uh albums that maybe shaped our taste in music or maybe uh came at a certain time at us uh, that that helped us go through some stuff or whatever but pretty much just the albums that made us uh and i'm also incredibly excited to to hear what jared has to say uh and thankfully for for that for you guys you know you guys don't have to even hear us say our quick spins because i'm pretty sure we're gonna have a lot to say so we can just jump straight in jared yeah, yeah. Do you have one locked and loaded, dude? I've got a lot locked and loaded. <laughs> <laughs> but I will I will start off with um I feel like I got to go back to kind of my my childhood mm-hmm. uh, start start youngish and and grow from there. Um so this was one of the first albums uh that like really connected my dad and I's taste in music. Uh, it got me, it turned me into a bit of like a rock snob. I was like, I don't listen to pop or rap or country. 
don't want it. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> I, yeah, even though it's not like a band to be snobby at, but they knocked it out of the park early in their career. Uh, and this is pretty indicative of that. Um, I am talking uh, the, the internet crusaders, uh, but in a bad way themselves. Uh, Metallica, hey. master of puppets, um, their their 1986 release. Um, it's it's just a perfect metal album. Uh, I absolutely love this thing, front to back. Um, I think it's it's incredible. Um, they were they were a band that my dad and I really connected with. Um, we we saw them live together. Um, but it was an acoustic show, so it was kind of a kind of a weird vibe. But that's the only time we've been able to. Um, and I don't know; they've they've always been a band that that we've shared a lot, um, and so we've always really appreciated it for that as well. Um, in terms of favorite songs, uh, the title track "You Can't Go Wrong," that that fucking intro and the the chorus just master. <laughs> it just it just gets you. So incredibly hyped. Um, Battery is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Orion, the, the eight and a half minute epic, um, is is gorgeous start to finish. Um, yeah, this thing's just full of energy. Uh, great riffage, great energy. I just said that. Um, great lyrics. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's just a fantastic album. Start to finish, absolutely love. Super nostalgic for me. Um, and a big, big fan that was, it was important. <laughs> Heck yeah. That's great. Uh, I, w- I, I, I was gonna go and do like a couple from my childhood, but to be honest, I don't think I listened to albums. I just listened to like, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure I listened to albums. I just, it was more so songs. I remembered it's just and, a, a certain live album that we've recorded. <laughs> yeah. It's a certain live album that I will no longer speak of. Um, and I did not include on this list, so I guess I'll choose an album that, uh, similar to Jared, kind of introduced me to a different, like, or like a genre that I kind of became uh, obsessed with. And I also was one of those guys who were like, oh, radio, like pop radio, fucking top forty, fuck that. Who needs yeah. that when we have Gross. Morning Phase by Beck. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah that's that's probably like the like the the album that started it all for me uh if, if this is your first time listening i guess i'll just roughly go through it all really fast but i was kind of just a dude who listened to country uh and or maybe like a rap song that somebody would tell me because i wasn't like football so i would try to, to hype myself up but country was all it was uh until i got direct tv and was finally able to see snl <laughs> for the first time ever <laughs> And, and the rest of your music days came from that forever. <laughs> <laughs> That's just such a funny origin story, like in a way for me, which yeah. is like I just saw I Beck, uh, the guy from uh, the guy that kept that place, Sheldon from Big Bang Theory hosted or whatever. Um, but it was it was like the album that kind of did, like took me away from like the countryside and kind of almost shine a light to like the other side of music. Um, even though the, the, the sound of this album in particular doesn't stray far away from like country or like folk, um, it still did open my eyes to the potential of something different. 
something that I didn't know of. Believe it or not, like I, I feel like whenever I talk about this, I feel like I'm a caveman who just heard like a song. <laughs> but that's you just discovered fire. Man. I know, like it, it, it really was. Um, but it's important to me because like it was the first one I ever like out of my own like pocket. I bought an album. Uh, I bought it on CD. Mm. I listened to it religiously. Um, it was just an album that kind of opened my eyes. Like I said, it's pretty much the only reason why I decided to like go delve into music and like became almost like a second passion. Uh, uh, hence this podcast, but like it kind of made me f- basically fall head over heels with music. Um, and it was an album that like, even though it's not as angsty as like MCR or, you know, uh, asking Alexandria or whatever, like during what was popular in high school, um, it kind of still felt right for me to listen to it during like those weird formative years where you're awkward as shit. And this album Mm -hmm. is like an heartfelt kind of like reflection on like a relationship, but it ends up bittersweet. And I feel like that just kind of sums up kind of high school or just, you look at it with some bittersweetness. Um, and so I think that's the reason why it, it made such a huge impact on me. Uh, but my favorite songs are definitely the opening track, Morning, uh, Blue Moon, <laughs> Wave, Blackbird Chain, and the closing track, Waking Light. I think those those tracks uh, are incredible, uh, each kind of offering something different. You know, they, they all kind of reflect a different point in time. Uh, and I, I even though it's not a concept album, I feel like it kind of is. Uh, it goes extremely well with uh, his 2002 release, Sea Change. Um, but it's one of the most important albums in my life for me. So, morning phase, Beck. Hell yeah. Uh, a fantastic album. It was probably the album that got me like more into Beck. I was like, oh, he's like more than two turntables tables and a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> like, I could, I could actually like appreciate the artistry behind it. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, yeah, uh, a fantastic pick indeed. Um, my second one that I'll talk about, uh, was, is, is my depression album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, this one was like when I wanted to be a sad boy and I wanted to let it out. This one has always been there. Um, and I think it's been there for a lot of people. Uh, it, it is kind of peak, um, laid back, uh, folky, uh indie music oh, for me yes. um and many others it's it's one that renato sees coming that a lot of people should see coming uh and that is forever yep. for, uh, <laughs> for forever ago um by bon Iver. um yeah it's it's kind of another basic bitch choice but it is super important to me um i think it was um one of the ones that like i don't know when your girl went up like as a as a dude especially they're like hey by the way you're not allowed to have feelings ever about anything so just don't okay um and then this one i was like i have these feelings this dude has feelings i'm allowed to like let them out and it like felt like i don't know it felt like i had permission to be sad and i think that's important um and so, like, the amount of hours that I've just spent, like, crying to this album <laughs> for no reason, uh, is way too much. Um, and I think I think it's important to have an album like that where you can kind of just let it out. 
whether it's even like a metal album like Master of Puppets, if you need to let the rage out, you just need to like mosh and thrash around. Like that's that's an important thing that the music provides, and I think that this provides the the inverse of that, where you just uh, feel like you're in <laughs> Wisconsin or wherever the fuck, uh, just cuddled up with pneumonia, singing sad boy tunes about your your ex. Uh, I, think, <laughs> I don't know. I think that's important in life. I think I think we need more of that. Um, and I, I think that there's a reason this album is so popular. Um, instrumentally, nothing extreme or groundbreaking, but I think lyrically. Uh, it's some of the most honest and vulnerable lyrics I've ever heard in my entire life. Uh, the falsetto's incredible, uh, and the way it pairs with the lo-fi production is incredible. Um, and I just absolutely adore this album. Um, favorite tracks are uh, tough <laughs> for this one. Uh, I always say this is like one of my two favorite albums. Um, and I'll go with restacks uh as a as a big choice mm -hmm. um it's a line from that song is is a part of a tattoo on my arm um so probably that uh flume uh, I'll, I'll bookend it with that uh, and i think creature fear uh, oh, is, is an underrated yeah. track on the album uh, i think it's absolutely fantastic um yeah, not much else to say about it, but I I absolutely adore this album. Yeah, you know what? I'll trade your depression album for one that also kind of similar. <laughs> so screw it. Uh, I, I this one came during a time. I think it was the third. It was yeah. It was our it was our junior year in college. Um, I missed the first class of Kerners. Uh, mm -hmm. or not? Yeah, was it Kerner? No, no, no. It was uh, the interactive media class that we took together oh Jakaitis. yeah Jaka i forgot his freaking last name Jakaitis. how dare you yeah sorry my bad <laughs> well i you know what he marked me absent even for my excused absences so he kind of <laughs> screwed me there but that's all right but uh just kidding Jakaitis. I, I doubt you're listening but but anywho i don't know he's been on the jared cast maybe oh <laughs> there you go <laughs> doubt it but maybe yeah we have whatever <laughs> Um, but basically <laughs> this album came out, uh, 2019, uh, but it was during like, uh, when we had that class, uh, my, I had to miss the first class, uh, my, my, for the first week of school, basically because my aunt passed away. Mm -hmm. Uh, and this album pretty much is the one that kind of like helped me, uh, go through that. Like, and I, and I want to say right away, music can be therapeutic in a way, but if you do need help, I highly go like suggest going to go get therapy. <laughs> music is not going to solve oh, everything, absolutely. but yeah. <laughs> it'll help. <laughs> um, and it was no different for me. I think like for me, like my aunt and I didn't have like the best relationship, but she was incredibly close to my siblings. So she was always kind of like there, but there was always a mm -hmm. strain between us. Uh, and she passed away unexpectedly. Um, so it felt kind of abrupt. Like that was the first time I've ever had like regret and guilt for that certain like reluctance to, uh, make up and make amends. Uh, and I remember mm -hmm. trying to like talk about it with like my dad or my uncles and they all kind of gave me like the cold shoulder reluctant to talk about it or anything like that. So I feel you on that and like the whole, uh, feelings and shit, like where it's just, 
Um, most of the time, you're not allowed to even express them. Like I, I'm even having trouble to express them now, which is kind of funny, right? Where it's like we're not even geared yeah. to be like, oh, well, this is tough. But that's Holy Hell uh, by Architects. I think that the, the album mm-hmm. focused itself a lot on uh, death, um, especially since they lost their main lyricist and guitarist, uh, Tom Searle, who was the brother of the drummer Dan Searle. So like, it was a lot about. It was basically his final writings into like the songs that they made, um, and it's it's incredibly heavy, uh, both musically and lyrically. Um, but it it feels kind of like a, a warm hug, as as and, and as weird as that sounds, because Jared was mentioning Master of Puppets and Rage and whatnot. This is the same way, <laughs> but it's more of like a tear-filled rage, asking pretty much like mm. why any of this shit even like matters and stuff. But in typical kind of fashion, they do leave on a bittersweet, like, end. You know, it doesn't feel like it, it was not just for, it was not in vain, whatever it was. Um, and it helped me go through a lot of shit. Um, and so I just would have to say that this one was definitely, like, and, and not to mention, it was probably the one that solidified, like, my love for metal. Um, more so than anything, I think it kind of, like, allowed me to say, all right, I'm a metal, I'm a metalhead, and I, I like this kind of stuff. Um, and for as for my favorite songs, definitely the title track, Holy Hell. That one always hits hard. I'll ugly, ugly cry during that song. <laughs> uh, uh, Royal Beggars, probably the lead single, the one that everyone loves. Um, Modern Misery, The Seventh Circle, which is probably their most experimental and shorter song. But boy, oh boy, does it hit hard. Uh, and last but not least, Doomsday, the other popular single that came out. Um, that is also incredibly heavy, but... Holy Hell, Architects, A1. Hell yeah. Forever. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. Uh, I actually have not listened to it, um, but I I gotta. I feel feel like I have Mm. to now. Uh, Get inside my boy's head a little. Please do. Um, my I'll I'll lighten the mood a little bit after after those (laughs) two picks. Um, I think I think we are due, um, and I will I will kick things off. This one I always pair with another album uh, that we've already reviewed. I wrote it down in my list, but I wrote too many, so I'm not going to mention mm-hmm. it. Um, well, I'll mention it. It was is this it? But I'm not going <laughs> to go into detail <laughs> on it because um, you could just listen to that episode. Um, but one that that came out shortly after. Um, it was the second album by this band, um, and they were they were one of my favorite bands for this run of their first like four albums, um, and that's that's Arctic Monkeys uh, with Favorite Worst Nightmare. Um, this one is just super nostalgic through and through. This was like high school Jared, like kind of trying to find my own music taste instead of what I listened to with my parents or uh, things that like my friends would show me, which tended to be like either rap or like heavy rock. And this was like a nice, like, Oh, it can be like fun. You can sing about like not getting girls and stuff. And and so this one was, was fantastic um and the second i heard the opening track brian storm um i was like oh fuck this is this is intense um because it's it's chaos man it's and the whole album just ebbs and flows from there um 
such a such a great varied album literally every single song goes incredibly hard um and has like different memories attached to Mm -hmm. it like uh i i could be sad to this album i can be super happy to this album uh kind of whatever um i remember uh seeing alex turner's other band last shadow puppets uh before i had seen arctic monkeys um and there's a there's a song uh, that ends the album 505 that has uh miles i don't remember his last name <laughs> um but the other dude in last shadow puppets and i was like they probably won't but i hope they play 505 uh and they fucking did and i was so hyped and it was one of my favorite concert moments and then they followed it up with a Beatles cover of uh, I Want You, She's So Heavy. And I'm like, Dang. Um, and Yeah, this album has always been one that I like go back to and I kind of want to uh, relive like good parts of my like growing up experience and kind of just like the fun youthfulness and, and just kind of seeing the world through curious eyes again. Uh, I feel like it always kind of brings me back to that place. Um, my favorite songs, uh, 505 for sure. Um, I'll say Brian Storm as well. Um, Teddy Picker and Fluorescent Adolescent were the ones that got me more into Arctic Monkeys. Uh, but, uh, this house is a circus is too much fun. And so I got to include it. For sure. For sure. Great, great pick. Um, you're the reason i mean to be honest you're kind of you're the one who kind of sold me on arctic monkeys i knew of them you know everything like that am was probably like my the the introduction like i feel like most people most people nowadays their introduction is am um yeah (laughs) but that's all i knew uh thanks peaky blinders for abusing the shit out of that album (laughs) where where you jump into arctic monkeys depends solely on how much you were a strokes fan exactly (laughs) if you if you were like a diehard strokes fan you're like boom whatever (laughs) people say that i am in fluorescent adolescent if you're like kind of then it's like suck it and see and humbug and then if you're like i don't really care i'm just gonna listen to national it's probably (laughs) (laughs) a.m Uh, true, true, true. Uh, I I will be I will admit that that was me because uh, I <laughs> that's that's how I introduced uh, to to Arctic Monkeys. But I am a big fan of their debut. I think that's like their best one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? I'll switch it up. I'll go to a, an album that uh, you know is significant for also multiple reasons. All positive, um, and that's a uh, Home of the Strange by Young the Giant. That that not only was it uh, one of my first concerts in San Francisco. Well, it wasn't even in San Francisco; it was in Oakland. Um, but I went to go see them in the Fox at at the Fox with my friends, um, and it was the first uh, album I ever bought on vinyl. So, like, it's that was the first ever uh, album ever I, I got. Um, I strongly believe that it is one of their stronger albums, like comparatively to their whole discography. Um, after their first, uh, album, uh, they're, they're like self-titled. I feel like it felt like they kind of hit the Interpol thing where it's like they peaked a little bit. Um, it's not to say that they haven't made any bangers, but like, I feel like that, that debut album was so iconic, you know, cough syrup apartment. Yeah. I got, you know, uh, 
so like i islands like i can't i feel like that album was so great and then home of the strange kind of like revisited that kind of same feeling um and 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 not only not only that but they still kind of even hit topical stuff things on like racism and uh and uh you know uh, social political issues but they never refrain from Mm -hmm. still hitting up the stuff that they're known for like you know being kind of like lost been young and feeling like you know you feel like you have to do a lot of things and you know love and so forth um dev i still think like their debut is great but this one also has a soft spot for me because that was the one that got me into young the giant it's the one that kind of uh also propelled my love for like indie rock and rock in general too um and for i guess for my favorites like something to believe in is a great great rock uh song it's in, it's really really powerful the chorus is great mm-hmm. uh samir Gotti is just an, such a fucking stellar vocalist it, it pisses me off how good he is uh he, he also uses his falsetto to to great uh to for you know to great success uh in particular like elsewhere is great and titus was born which is a wonderful ukulele ballad almost uh it's very twinkly mm-hmm. and very like water-like uh and last but not least art exhibit uh, kind of almost a, a trip down memory lane in a mer- metaphorical art exhibit that I think is was really wonderfully done. Um, and overall, like I think it's just a stellar fucking album. To be honest with you, um, probably the yeah. the best of their most recent ones. So, there you go. True, uh, I I would agree. Um, I mentioned the the side of my dad or my side of my music taste that I got from my dad, which was like Metallica and like Bob Marley and shit like that. Um, but my mom's side that she gave to me was um, two of the big bands were Airborne Toxic Event and Young the Giant. Mm. We, we always were were blasting that that self titled and this one, um, and so I got I got a lot of connection to it too so it's it's good to hear good to hear we got that in common i know right (laughs) (laughs) um the next one uh i feel like i've done a lot of rock i mean one kind of indie folk but it's still uh rock adjacent uh so i'm gonna switch lanes a bit Mm -hmm. uh this is the album that got me into rap um i i mentioned being a a snob and not wanting to expand <laughs> from any genres because i thought you had to stay loyal <laughs> thought you had to stay loyal to one um which is stupid and limiting <laughs> um and and so this one kind of it helped break down the barriers there were there were some that i was like okay i like this song like a lot of outcast songs would kind of trickle in and i'd be like i fuck with this um but the first full album that i that i really dove into uh on my own uh in terms of rap uh was good kid mad city Mm. by by kendrick lamar um and i think a lot of that is due to the storytelling i think from a young age i was always wanting to tell stories absorb any stories in any kind of form uh and the the short film type of structure for this um just spoke to me uh i think i think it was impeccable not that like also it happened to be a fucking 10 out of 10 perfect album um and and so it it kind of broke it down and was like okay rap can be more than like what i thought it Mm -hmm. was which was 
rapping about hoes and and drugs and money and guns, um, which it also is too. And it also is great when it is that too. Uh, but I think I needed like something different to be the stepping stone uh, for, for me to appreciate the genre and actually give it an honest try. Uh, and, and Kendrick did that with me. Um, the, the little suburban white kid was <laughs> bumping this album about growing up gang bang. Uh, <laughs> and I, and I couldn't get, couldn't get enough of it. Um, front to back, it's literally uh, a perfect album. There's not a single song that I would drop. Um, not a single beat that I would change. There's, there's nothing out of place here. Um, and, and I think Kendrick's legacy is, is indicative of that. Uh, in in terms of favorite songs, it's tough as hell. Uh, Sing about me, I'm dying of thirst is one of my favorite songs of all time. Uh, so I have to pick that one. Um, I will also do the art of peer pressure is fantastic too. And then backseat backseat freestyle is just a fucking banger and probably open the door to like okay i can listen to the other type of rap and appreciate it too it doesn't have to be like conscious it doesn't have to be telling a story sometimes it could just be fun and and i think that backseat freestyle uh opened that door for me that song is a fucking banger it's a certified classic like i fucking love it <laughs> Oh, um, okay, so switching gears a little bit from not even a little bit, a complete fucking 180, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, kind of switching it up, bringing in some of the cinema influence uh, for me. Uh, this this album was one that kind of opened my eyes a little bit more to like scores, um, mm-hmm. original scores. It took me a while to really appreciate like the music and in, in cinema because like I feel like when you're young, it's not that you don't appreciate it; it's just that it's something that you just kind of don't really care about because something yeah. you hear. You don't even think about right? it, right? Yeah, <laughs> even even if you grew up with like Lord of the Rings, like I did, or Harry Potter, where like music is this motif for characters and whatnot, you pick up on it. And I, I do love those things, but the 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 score mm-hmm. that absolutely made me realize the feeling that I was feeling while the song was going on, the like impactfulness of listening to it when you're not watching the movie and it kind of all came together and really like it all it's also like an ugly cry album for me um is uh, uh the original score for her by arcade fire and uh, mm-hmm. owen pallet um before they actually released the fucking thing it's it was super frustrating that you could like you had to go on like youtube to listen to the the to the album or uh listen to people's covers of it which isn't isn't bad or anything but to finally have the score out and be able to listen to it it's one of those great great uh scores that i cannot express how wonderful it is um arcade fire really oh it was funny we were talking about synths with arcade fire and i feel like they kind of (laughs) nailed it here where they don't have to sing or anything like that Mm -hmm. um but the reason why it's so important to me i think is because like her is also a movie that came at a certain time in my life where uh, I was young and impressionable and stupid uh, and kind of felt like, you know, I mean, you, you, you see things and you kind of start having certain emotions and you start feeling like, you know, that you're being left out of certain things. 
Uh, and in this case, for me, like being a like the weird kid, and like not even a weird kid, I just kind of was like I never really fit in anywhere, but could kind of blend in in any kind of group. Uh, for yeah, me, like feel that. like her was like that sort of sense. Like he was this depressed dude, he's going through divorce, whatever. But then he falls in love with some AI, and at first, you know. I remember when that movie came out and everybody was just hounding at how stupid it was because it was a dude falling in love with his computer. Mm-hmm. And now we have this fucking shit now where it's people are falling in love with fucking drawings and shit. Roller coasters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I can't um I can't help but feel like Spike Jones made that movie for like for like us in a way where it's like, hey, good luck with like what happens in the near future. Um and, and it won and it was one that kind of made me feel uh, you know, I, I felt like it, it, that movie made me feel like I was maturing as we were watching the movie. Uh, and I think that's what I needed to, to watch when I was at that age and uh, kind of going through some stuff like in high school and relationship wise and all that stuff. And I kind of feel like it, 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 it made you feel a certain way. And the album itself is what it, it does the same thing. But the movie is great. The album is great. But the, I'm glad that they can stand alone with like against each other. Um and I and I just can't help but just talk I, how much I love it. Like it's such a great, great uh, score. It's this one that will always like make me cry. I I hear the fucking like song and I can tell you what scene it is and everything. It's <laughs> yep. such a great score. Um, and as for favorites, uh, definitely uh, "Divorce Papers" is a is is a t- is a great one. "Song on the Beach" is the one that absolutely fucking like. Gosh, that one always makes you cry because you can't help but think of, of of a memory that's good, but one that isn't like it isn't. It, it you can't go back to it again, and that's what "Song on the Beach" sounds yeah. like to me. Um, and last but not least, uh, probably "Milk and Honey" too. Um, and yeah, "Milk and Honey" too. I think those three songs are are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, enough about her. Uh, but it's uh, "Arcade Fire" and "Own Palette." Her. <laughs> Yeah, uh, a fantastic pick. I had a feeling it would would peek its head up here, um, and, and deservedly so. Uh, it's a beautiful score for a beautiful film, um, and I think people in general need to listen to film scores on their yeah. own more. Uh, I think it's I don't know if if classical music is so good for you, give film scores a shot. I think they're they're a little more. <laughs> entertaining for for our today brains um and and carry a lot of the same emotional weight and i think that's a that's a great place to start for that um for my next one um we will uh we will jump to the great white north um Ah. i mentioned uh i mentioned some of my my mom's music taste that bled into me um and and some of my my dad's as well uh and this is this fits into my mom's side um she's not all um she's not all indie soft rock <laughs> uh like like airborne toxic event or young the giant um she is also uh some some 90s uh I don't know. <laughs> I guess it's still it's still rock, but I don't I don't have another descriptor. Um and that is Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill. Um her her 1995 fucking classic. Um I I absolutely love it. I I've been wanting to pick this album for a while, but I've also been hung up on new albums a little too hard to dive in. Um 
but her vocals are are insane even her weird like wobbles and squeaks that she does throughout uh, I think it adds a lot of personality to it. Um, incredibly vulnerable. Um, she talks about uh, losing her partner to other women, to comparing them to the, her. It goes into like drugs, uh, obviously based off the the, the name of the album. Um, and, and there's just a lot here, and all of it is is vulnerable. And, and all of it's fantastic. Um, obviously, you got some some smash hits like Ironic, uh, which I think is even like a bottom three song on the album. Dang. That's how good this album is. I, that's a hot take for sure. <laughs> but that's just how good this fucking album is. Uh, start to finish. Absolutely amazing. Um, cannot sing praises enough. Uh, and crazy influential to music in general mm -hmm. uh, and my music taste. Um, if I wasn't into this album, I would have never gotten into like Fiona's app, Fiona Apple's stuff, or some of the more like off kilter uh, rock um, that I that I listen to. Uh, so I, I owe a lot to this album. Um, favorite tracks. Ooh, uh, you ought to know uh, is a fucking ten out of ten mm -hmm. perfect song. One of the greatest songs ever. Um, all I really want is a fantastic opener as well. Um, those two are, is some of my favorite tracks back to back ever. Um, all I really want has one of my favorite lines in it, where she says, um, "Enough about me. Let's talk about you." Um, and then she says. Um, like, why are you always afraid of silence? And she's like, try this out. And it's just is silent for like three seconds. And she's like, did you think about your bills? <laughs> like, and it's it's fantastic. It's it's so sassy and snarky, uh, and I love it a lot. Um, and then uh, Mary Jane uh, is also also a fantastic track. Uh, that I that I love a lot, uh, and I think it deserves more shine. Um, but in general, I don't know. If you haven't listened to Jagged Little Pill for whatever reason, uh, fucking do it, man. <laughs> Seriously, go fucking do it. Um, yeah. Next up for me um, is an album that also came during college and kind of accelerated my angstiness. Uh, and that's uh, You're Gonna Miss It All by Modern Baseball. Um, the, again, I, I, I have to, I have to give kind of like, I guess the credit to modern baseball in a way I kind of see them as the, the, them spearheading the, the emo revival scene during that time. I think it was like 20, what, what, well, I started listening to, it came out like 2016, I believe, but I was listening to it in college. That's when I listened to it. Mm -hmm. Um. It was like my second year of college. It was probably like my so my sophomore year of college was the one that I went like the the craziest in a way, if you want to call it that. Um, started going out a lot, going to parties and whatever. Um, I, then I started. I caught feelings and all this other shit happened, and so then this album kind of <laughs> almost is like an amalgamation of that whole, uh, that kind of like fiery youth. I guess like I'm obviously we're still young like fucking hell geez I'm talking like for like 50 or something <laughs> but you know even like thinking about college like college seems so so long ago um and so because of that you know like 
I, I just can't help but, but but feel like modern baseball has attained my 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 youth and every single time I listen to that album it kind of brings back those same feelings of like going to like a party with my friends who like you know at the time I, I even if I tried super hard to be sociable I was still a wallflower I was still kind of like weird mm-hmm. uh, or, or like having to take take care of them when they got drunk or vice versa or something like that and I just think that it's like a it's a really wonderful album about immaturity meeting the fine line between adulthood and, and childhood um and and i think that college even though you're obviously an adult in college i feel like you kind of still have that same dichotomy where you're trying to figure out how to live by yourself but also trying yeah. to maintain a little bit of that fun that you kind of want to deal with um and also how it also helped me like uh, or not help me but like it also was like a, a move uh, an album that kind of covered a lot of shit that i was going to through two like insecurities and confidence issues at the same time uh, not only just like with social social things like relationships or friendships or anything like that, but like even in classes, starting taking film classes and stuff, it was kind of scary too. So overall, I feel yeah. like modern baseball really like captures that chaotic sense of like identity, uh, like being confused of who you want to be when you're in your twenties. Um, and it just, I mean, it's just a hell of a hell of an album, uh, and I and I have a ton of uh, memories with it. Uh, I remember me and my friend Alex S would always. Or, Alex S. Alex Silberman. I'm sorry. It's hard to refer to him because I have like four friends named Alex. So Alex Silberman, yeah, man. Too many Alex. Shout out to you, man. Always listening to this album, playing some NBA 2K or something. Uh, some seriously fun stuff. Uh, and even though it does cover a lot of ground, like with like some negative themes, like depression, heartbreak, uh, I feel like it still, it still takes it in stride. Like it's supposed to be an album about like, eh, you're young shit's gonna happen fuck it you know like it's it kind of has that feeling to it um and it was and it's just fun i think it's just a fun album and uh yeah so uh you're gonna miss it all modern baseball hell yeah um, oh shit wait wait with that wait, no. wait, wait, wait. my bad my bad i forgot favorite songs my bad i am oh, so yeah. fucking sorry come on i'm so sorry <laughs> i didn't even notice <laughs> <laughs> yeah my bad my bad sorry fine great rock bottom apartment those three tracks i think are like the the peak but for like the second half definitely timmy bowers and your graduation your graduation obviously is the one that skyrocketed them into emo legend status but yeah there we go for realsies now you're gonna miss it all modern baseball (laughs) (laughs) beautiful 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 um a, a great album um should we do interlude? Screw it. Let's do an interlude. <laughs> should, we, should we still do it in the middle? We didn't talk about when we were doing it. Let's but do it. It's not quite the middle. <laughs> All right. Um, Ryan, Ryan, yeah, yeah. Come out, do your thing. Thank you. Uh, we we appreciate hearing that song uh, over a hundred times now. Um, it's official. Proud of us. <laughs> proud of him. Uh, go check his ass out on SoundCloud. It's in the description every time. Um, all right, interlude. Um, I we we were throwing our ideas around for what we wanted to do for a hundred. Um, and my lazy ass was like, let's just ask each other questions or some shit. Um, and that wasn't quite juicy enough. So we did, uh, what we're doing now, which I think is working out better. 
Um, but uh, I still I still want to know more about my boy and share him with the world. Uh, so we're we're gonna rapid fire Q and A some questions. Um, do you how do you want to do this? Do you want to go one and one? Do you want to rattle off all of ours and then the other person goes or, or what you feeling well you know what well, why don't we do this like uh like family feud style you're just gonna ask me questions and then you'll then or i can okay. i can ask you first if you want to all right um well you said he had 11 right? I'll, I'll go first yeah i got 11 okay um i have i have eight but i i can all right i can narrow it down if you want me to you don't <laughs> have to at all i could t- i could totally take him on but uh uh yeah all right all right cool okay you ready it's, it's gonna be uh, oh god i'm so scared fuck <laughs> <laughs> all right first up uh what's the worst album i've ever shown you for this podcast what's the worst al- i mean okay what's the worst worst album? based off of not even like i don't i like it's the one that sticks in my head because it's not the one that i think is the worst it's just the one that i know for sure was the hardest one to me for me to get into and that's gonna have to be the Geck Boys, uh, the, like okay. uh, Geck's. Like I think that one, like, uh, although bridged the gap into helping me get into like hyper pop and and really try to uh, assume like another genre, uh, <laughs> just a little too much sometimes. Like just a little too much sometimes. Yeah. But I respect yeah. them. I respect the hell out of them. I I originally wrote this question as besides a hundred gecks because I had a feeling, but I didn't want to assume. <laughs> um, I, I guess I guess we'll never know. Um, rank the uh, three amigos. Oh my goodness! <laughs> mm. I'm so I'm so sorry, but I, I, for me it's gonna go Steve Martin, and then it's gonna go uh, fucking Martin Short. And then Chevy Chase. All right. Um, I actually meant the three amigo directors. What the shit? Oh my god! But I wasn't gonna stop you because that was also fun. <laughs> well, fuck it. I'll do that too. Easy. Inari two. Del Toro. Quaron. Really? Okay. I, I figured. I figured it would be between Del Toro and Quaron, but I wasn't sure. Um, also, with the ranking theme, uh, rank the following countries' cuisine. Um, Mexico, Italy, France, Japan, China. Mexico, Italy, Japan, China. Okay. Definitely. And France. Right off the fucking bat, dude. Mexico's number one, bro. You can never go wrong with Mexican <laughs> food. I, like, I know that California dude, is China. advantageous and Texas is because they're right close to California, but... Mexican Mexican food reigns supreme. Super super good, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And with, like you, you get a lot of variety. Uh, next up, definitely for me, uh, I'm a I'm a whore for pizza, so Italy's always gonna be second. Uh, I'm definitely not one of those guys who like has like any rules with pizza. Fucking pizza's mm-hmm. pizza, bro. Unless it's really shitty. Yeah. But unless it's Chicago deep dish, then it's trash. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I don't think I've ever had. I've had just regular ass pizza, okay. so there you go. Uh, definitely China next for me. Chinese food, like mm-hmm. maybe it's not traditional as, uh, as as it could be, but Chinese food, like you can never go wrong with it. I think that it's like one of the most accessible and cheap foods you can have. Uh, 
I, I, I it kind of, it almost, it almost reminds me very similarly to like Mexican food where it's like a lot of it is street food. A lot of it can be like on the go fast stuff that is supposed to be like, Hey, let's go. Mm-hmm. We got to go and do something. And that's why I love it. So accessible. And last Japan, just because uh, they always drain me dry of my money. <laughs> yeah. and uh <laughs> that's fair uh i also said france oh uh, france okay you know what french i'll put cuisine. i'll put france on the bottom tuck that in i don't think i have had any french food besides like yeah. what, the, what, what would no risotto or anything <laughs> french bread i guess and uh <laughs> i was gonna say i've had beignets but i think beignets are more louisiana right yeah, like, i think that's that's strictly yeah like, i don't know maybe they're french <laughs> French culture, whatever. Um, All right, got what I needed out of that. Um, <laughs> thank you for sharing. Uh, who's your favorite actor or actress currently working today? Okay, uh, whew, okay, actress, actress right now working today. I recently saw uh, Greta Gerwig's Little Women. So I'm going to have to say, uh, at least right now, she's blown me away every single time I see her. And that's Saoirse Ronan. I think that she's amazing. Mm-hmm. I think she's incredible. Yeah. Um, she's been around for a while, to be honest with you. She's not even that old. Um, so shout mm-hmm. out to her. And then as for actor, I can't go wrong. This man can be in fucking anything. Ever since Drive, I think I can watch him in anything. And that's Ryan Gosling. <laughs> I think Ryan Gosling yeah. has just become uh, a man heartthrob. <laughs> this point mm-hmm. uh but yeah i i know i know you and i both are going to that that barbie movie day one. Oh uh, yeah fuck <laughs> yeah we are <laughs> all right this one is gonna make zero sense to anybody fuck at it. all Here we go. ever maybe ever i don't know maybe it'll make sense sometimes uh but kill fuck and marry between ina alwyn and dudley <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Shit, boy. It's about priorities, I guess, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess you I guess I'm going to I'm going to marry Dudley cuz he's uh cuz he's like uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh you know, he's going to like hold down the fort. He's very like he's yeah. he's very much like a like a house guy you can tell that he can take care of himself mm-hmm. he can cook he can hunt he can forge shit so like i know he's gonna take care of my ass you know <laughs> yeah i guess who am i gonna who am i gonna kill essentially right <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the top you know one. what i guess i'll 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 fuck ina and i'll kill all i guess oh yeah. okay there you go. yeah Fair for enough. all for all you guys, um, hopefully some sometime down the road you're gonna be hopefully, like, yeah. Whoa. Hopefully that makes sense in like five years. Um, <laughs> uh, who were your top three characters on the Bear? Oh my goodness gracious, man! <laughs> Number one, straight off the bat, super lame, but Carmi, Carmen is great. I think mm. the I think the actor Jason Allen White, I believe. Um, I hadn't yeah. seen him in anything before, but he really enca- like you know how it's super cringe like to get like when you're angry, it's super easy to go so overboard that you're like, oh, okay, calm down, Nick Cage. Mm-hmm. I feel like Jeremy <laughs> Allen White or sorry, Jeremy, not Jason, Jeremy Allen White. Like they like he he does a great job at like being genuinely fucking frustrated. He plays it off so well. Mm-hmm. His eyes are great. True. I think he's an incredible uh, actor. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Next up for me definitely is gonna be hmm. Uh, probably Marcus because I think Marcus definitely <laughs> Mar- Marcus Marcus is like whole chase for the perfect donut is such an interesting thing and to see that art kind of like pay off at the end mm-hmm. is intense and uh incredibly cool and last but not least I guess uh what do they call him Falk like uh Matthew Mathis oh, fact fact there you go <laughs> fact I fucking love him. I love the scene mm. where like Richie interviews him in the goddamn bathroom. <laughs> it's such a funny scene. Yeah. It's such a great scene. And I love the fact that like he's basically like the only chef out of the entire cast. <laughs> and he's plays yeah. like the handyman. <laughs> so yeah, top three characters. Super there you good. go. Alright, thank you, thank you. Uh how do you like your eggs? Oh, I ha- I'm not gonna lie to you. I-, I I would always prefer them scrambled. I'm a scrambled boy. Uh, I think it's like yeah, fair the easiest way to make them and probably like the tastiest and you can fuck around with some butter if you'd like to. So I think it's very versatile and easy to make. Yeah. Uh, which Lord of the Rings movie is the worst? Probably number fucking two. And that's not even like a, a bad thing. I think number two has like the best battle scene, probably the most iconic one. But I think one has incredible story. Like the first, like I, I it amazes me how that's mm-hmm. basically part one to a three parter. Because uh, it could totally stand alone, um, but yeah, number two yeah. probably because it just it it ends cool. up being the middle one, you know. Yeah. Uh, second to last question: uh, What's your favorite music video? My favorite. This one is tough on the spot, but you know what? I'm just gonna go with whatever kind of like pops in pops in my head when I think of great music mm-hmm. videos. Oh. The one that I like because of how eerie it was, and I listen, and I and I remember watching the video like about mm, three or four years ago for the first time ever. Because believe it or not, I'm not much of a music video guy, but I do venture out and mm-hmm. listen and watch them every so often. But I really, really enjoyed Interpol's uh, 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 freaking music video for Evil. I think the whole puppet mm-hmm. thing is creepy and odd and. I really love how they kind of took a very, very theatrical kind of thing with it too, um, and it all and like it really does a great job evoking that same feeling of like what the song is evil and it's insanely sinister and it feels very uneasy. Um, and if not that, to be honest with you, uh, I absolutely love me some Buddy Holly by uh, Weezer. I think Hell that yeah. that that freaking video is so great. It's so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and lastly, uh, this one's kind of a long one, but I need you to share your screen. I've already enabled permissions. Um, you are going to have. Okay. I'll give you. I'll give you a minute and a half to do as much of this as you can. Um, Holy shit! Okay. <laughs> well, you're, you're obviously oh allowed to skip around um, and, and say what you're putting where because this is an audio experience. Um, but I, I texted or I sent to the chat um, a, a tier list of all A24 movies uh, that, that he's going to have to do. In, we'll say a minute and a half. Uh, Holy shit! <laughs> Holy crap! Okay, okay, I'm going to try to nail these super fast. Um, mm. so do I, do I have to, so I, am I going to do it for a minute and a half and then I'm going to say like the movies that I have? 
Yeah, well, you're gonna do it. You're gonna say while you do it. Share your screen so I could watch okay. you struggle too. All right, here we um, go. I'm gonna share my screen. Yeah, but just say what you're putting where, and like you're obviously gonna skip ones you haven't seen. And they're probably gonna be a lot. All right, can um, you see my screen, dude? I can. Okay, cool. Yes. All right, Coolio, Coolio, Coolio. All right, here we go. All right, I'm just gonna choose stuff that I see that I recognize. Okay, so Ghost Story. Yeah, go. For uh, it. Ghost Story definitely was one that I had to rewatch because I didn't understand it. To be honest with you, the first time around. <laughs> um, but after kind of sitting with it and, and really like going through it, I really love uh, the, the the overall message that it's trying to go for, like this whole grandiose mm-hmm. existential thing. Yeah, uh, I think it's great. That's twenty seconds of your time gone. Fuck! <laughs> okay, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. A most violent year. Great. Incredible. That's uh, S tier for me. Oscar Isaac kills it. Oh, Prayer Before Dawn is such a disappointing movie. So C. Uh, American Honey. Oh, come on, man. Like, oh shoot, I can't. Sorry. No, no, it's not D. It's not D. It's definitely going A. I still really, really love that movie. Uh, fuck. Where is okay? Uh, shit. I haven't seen some of these. Oh, Enemy. Enemy. Fantastic movie. Definitely goes under A. Super underrated Denis Villeneuve movie. Uh, shit, shit, shit. Ex Machina. S S tier, bro. Definitely Alex Garland's best movie. First Reformed. I'm not gonna lie to you. I I'm not particular to it. I think it kind of was a little bit dramatic in my opinion. Uh, a tiny bit too dramatic. Free Fire, same thing. Cool concept. Uh, kind of dud at the end. Too long in my opinion. Good time. 100% S. Safety Brothers introduced. You know, great. Green Room. Fantastic too. I don't think it's S tier, but I still think it's great. Uh, for me, Blue Ruin's still a little better, uh, in my opinion. Um, Hereditary, S tier. Ari Aster is great. Just that. Classic, classic, classic movie. Afterlife, amazing too. Mm-hmm. Not gonna lie to you. Amazing. S, or A, sorry. A. Ooh. Lady Bird. Come on, Greta, man. Greta, 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 Greta. <laughs> a not, not not something that i'm particular like i don't think it's her best uh, either uh, I, even her best like i guess mm-hmm. uh well it is her best but acting wise i guess francis ha uh it, is that it comes at night uh it comes at night's definitely going I like so, c yeah. because i don't know it's kind of a dud in, in my opinion uh come hardy lock b i don't think it's great but i kind of like the 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 stephen knight's idea of kind of keeping it in one place mm-hmm. uh shoot your your time's up already. Fuck! Um, but to to finish it, I will say pick the three best remaining and the and the worst one that you've seen remaining. Okay, fine. Okay, I can I can I can do that probably. Uh, okay, best ones definitely Moonlight. I think Moonlight has to be mentioned i think that one is a fantastic mm-hmm. movie nicholas bertel's music is insane there too i loved it um mm-hmm. i was gonna pick one that i thought was gonna be too obvious but i think i'm gonna go with it anyway midsummer great i have i think the the extended edition is, is fine but i still think that this one is uh ari aster's second best still but it's still great um and last but not least shoot man shoot 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 why is it so damn hard come on come on come on come on is the best it is the best well what am i talking about this is the best of all time <laughs> this was the best uh 
<laughs> but as for the worst... Crap, which one have I seen? I know I've seen one that I did not like at all. Where the fuck are you? Shit. <laughs> mm. Oh, what am I talking about? It's up here. I guess Prayer Before Dawn, but I guess I'll have to choose a different one because I already have that. Oh. <laughs> Prayer Before Dawn is, is, doesn't count, I guess. You know what? Just because it's the one that I, I, I feel like... Oh, no, no, I know. No, I know. Lamb. Lamb is definitely like the worst. <laughs> Lamb is definitely Damn. the worst one. I did not enjoy Lamb at all. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I, I fully expected you to bolt to the lighthouse when I said the best of the remaining. But <laughs> I, I, I probably didn't even see it because I was just like, I need to pick one. Yeah. But come on, come on. That's man. that's fair enough. Um, yeah, good list. Uh, your green room slander is not tolerated, but that's okay. Uh, that's all the <laughs> that's all the questions I got for you. You can you can stop sharing your screen if you want. Um, thank you for participating. <laughs> that was incredible. I think Jared put a lot more effort in than I did. So I guess my my half will be relatively quick. Uh, okay. So, uh, first one, I guess this is the most open-ended, but I guess uh, for you, personally, when did you think that, like, when was the beginning of when you started thinking critically of music? Mm-hmm. Um, ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, it, it was probably pretty late, because um, I kind of just didn't, care <laughs> i was kind of just like oh like i don't know i like what i like and people <laughs> like what they like it's, it's all subjective and i think weirdly enough i'm circling back more to that than like every art has to have a number to it yeah um and so so it, it's kind of it's kind of cyclical um but probably sometime after uh, i started expanding genres more um probably when i like got into emotion <laughs> or like a uh, little past um, good kid mad city when I like started listening to every genre rather than like just rock. Huh, for sure. For sure. I think, I think, I think most of us can probably relate to that. I was just curious. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So Jared, you've actually hit the freaking director's chair, man. I would love to know <laughs> when you were directing your thesis, Obviously, like, this is probably the question you're going to get the most, but what was the most difficult part of being the director? Fuck. Um, when all our footage from the first day got deleted. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit of a setback when 80% of the film was shot and then it disappeared in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude, it's a nightmare. <laughs> That's kind of like a extraneous circumstances answer. Um, for me, it was, I don't know, the stress of also, besides that, it was probably the stress of um, feeling like I had to control every single person. Like, I feel like I barely directed the actors at all because I was like so frazzled with like everything else going on. Um, so probably, probably that too. For sure, for sure. All right, really important question, a uh, serious one. Uh, in a matter of life or death, you're having to, you're sitting in a, in a dark room. You have to withstand 24 hours of listening to this one song. You have to do it, or else your family is uh, like you know pretty much executed. 
Which one would you rather listen to for 24 hours straight? Mamacita <laughs> or Midwestern States? <laughs> Ooh. Um, that's a tough one. <laughs> I, I, think, I think I would go with Mamacita. Um, purely because there's more words <laughs> and i could like i don't know studying the lyrics and trying to sing along would probably be the first thing i did to pass the time and so that would take longer and so <laughs> probably purely off that <laughs> sure. and i don't know maybe i'd appreciate that i could finally call equimini a perfect album there you go. There you go. um all right i guess this is another open-ended one but uh what are a, a, a couple of your film or tv show hot takes Ooh, um, I don't have a ton of hot, hot, hot takes. Um, oh, I mean, TV show hot takes. Uh, I think The Office is uh, almost a not good TV show. <laughs> I, think oh I think it's overhyped beyond belief. Uh, I think it's got good characters and funny actors in it, but I think that's about as far as it goes. Like the through line is barely there, and I think I don't know episode to episode, it's this every episode feels the same. I just I just can't. I haven't even finished it. Um, and same with like Friends. I think it's it's just not that good. Um, and and I think I don't know. I think Seinfeld did it better for both of those. <laughs> Um, uh, movie hot takes. I feel like my taste for movies kind of fits in the the general. Um, like I I think Hot Rod is one of the greatest comedies of all time, and it has like a forty on Rotten Tomatoes. So maybe that's a hot take. Um, there you go. <laughs> maybe that I guess. <laughs> No, I'll take it. I'll take it for sure. Yeah, um, that's a tough one off the top of my head. I'm sure I'll think of more. No, for sure, for sure. Um, hmm, going back to the music stuff, I guess. Uh, hmm. What's a band or artist that you refuse to listen to and why? That I refuse? I don't think there's one that I refuse to listen to. Like, I even listened to Beyonce's new album to see if I would like it. I, I thought of it i thought it was fine but oh i guess i guess drake would be the closest i'm so tapped out on drake i feel like i gotta give an album a try but i never get all the way through <laughs> he releases stuff. um he like i don't know like take care is fine mm. <laughs> but but yeah i don't i don't fuck with him always the open-minded one i knew you were gonna answer it like that and i still went with it because <laughs> i don't know i feel like if somebody releases something there's a chance it's gonna be the outlier that i like so For sure. I feel like you gotta at least try it 100 percent words to live by uh here we go hmm. okay okay the last the last music one uh what is in your opinion one of the most overrated albums and then what's one of your most underrated ones Ooh. overrated and underrated asia <laughs> no <laughs> i don't i don't think it's overrated i just think it's not my taste but i do think it is like as musically good as people say mm -hmm. it is um overrated 
Um, I really like this album a lot, but I think Sgt. Pepper's is not even close to the best Beatles album. Agreed. Um, let alone the best album of all time. Um, but I also still love it a lot. So, yeah, so, like, see, yeah. It doesn't, I don't know. Uh, but I'll, I'll go with that because it's tough to think of. And then underrated. Underrated. Um, the fuck do people underrate? I feel like I got to go to like my Spotify <laughs> playlist and, um, and, and flip through. Um, underrated. Um, ooh, um, I think, I think <laughs> this is, <laughs> I was just scrolling through a random playlist, but I think, uh, Britney Spears is a 20, 2003 <laughs> album in the zone is a fucking classic that doesn't get enough praise. Um, I think, I think Dexy's Midnight Runners should not be a one hit wonder. I think they're they actually <laughs> got some good stuff. Um, two rye eye is is one. It's got it's got come on Eileen, but I think the whole album is actually better than people give it credit for. And because I kind of copped out on the overrated, um, ooh, I don't know. Um. Yeah, I guess I'll leave it there. I don't want to sit here <laughs> thinking about things for for an hour and a half. If I think of one, I'll let you know by the end of the episode. For sure, for sure. Okay, last one, last one. First impression of NATO. First impression of nicest dude I've ever met. Oh, <laughs> like you were just like a ball of wholesomeness from the beginning. It was like this guy is all all positive energy, and I and I like that a lot. And I was like, yeah, just just exuded kindness for the world and i i think that was kind of the most magnetic quality for me i was expecting some ravaging stuff i was expecting what well, this is stupid <laughs> this enough. piece of shit doesn't even show up to class like <laughs> does he think he is exactly okay cool well you know what that was that was pretty good i i again will say that jared i think jared always kind of nails these jared jared has a lot of creativity <laughs> open that noggin um but uh, yeah, you want to return back to our uh, the albums that completely fucking made us and made us do this fucking podcast? <laughs> Let's do it. Um, uh, two more, you said? Yes. All right. Uh, I think I'm up. Uh, I think it's I think it's moi. Um, and I will do. I'm trying not to do albums that we reviewed too. I don't know why. There's no reason to. But I, I, just, I tried I doing just that like too. Adding, no, dude, I same. I tried yeah. doing the same thing, but I failed. <laughs> yeah, I, I just like added extra stipulations, um, and so I will. I will do a two because I, I I have too many on here. Uh, so I'll do a double for you because um, they're both albums that we've mentioned on it, but not not actually reviewed or talked about um the first is gary clark jr's live album mm. uh, gary clark jr live uh, i think it's got some of the best sounded guitar just in general uh let alone for a live album something about it is just so 
warm and and distorted and and gritty uh and i love it a lot uh from the first riff on on catfish blues opening up the album i think it's uh it's fucking gripping um and it's it's kind of all my favorite gary clark songs so it's an easy one to kind of go to as like a greatest hits that's not an official greatest hits or anything um favorite tracks i'll go catfish blues i'll go don't know you a thing and numb just goes hard even if it (laughs) rips off the the line for come together uh, i think it's it's just a bop and a half um and i'll do a quick mention for uh wish you were here by pink floyd um another one of my favorite albums of all time uh one that we have, have briefly talked about a couple times on the podcast um but this is just such a emotional album it always reminds me of like my family a lot because it was one my dad would play uh, a ton i think the first time i ever saw my father cry was to this album too which Jeez. is uh, a wild experience um picking three favorite songs is uh kind of weird because there's four songs um so i'll go shine on you crazy diamond parts one through nine uh and wish you were here uh welcome to the machine no shade to have a cigar but this this is my favorite (laughs) for sure you know you know which also doesn't get a lot of love uh Hmm. like in terms of like i guess pink floyd i feel like not many people talk about animals either like i know it's, it's yeah. like I, I i like that kind of uh structure they have where they just have like five songs and they're just super fucking long <laughs> they're they're mm-hmm. one of the few guys who can like nail it in my opinion um yeah absolutely uh for me i have a uh, one that we spoke about too but i feel like one that i have to touch upon because it is uh, a massive part of, of me in my opinion but it's a uh, counterparts uh nothing left to love um just really quickly, because you can go and listen to our review about that. But um, it was my yeah. first like hardcore album, a hard first uh, metal, uh, first uh, melodic hardcore album too. Um, the only reason why I really put it on here is because it is an album that also gets me really emotionally, like uh, you know, in the feels. It really does hit me hard. I, I really, really uh, relate a lot to Brendan uh, Murphy, the lead singer. Uh, and not not only that, but I I really took inspiration from his writing, like lyricism wise. I take a lot of influence from the way he writes when I write my stuff. Um, when I write anything that has to like that's not screenplay, but like poetry or anything like that, creative writing, he influences me a lot. Um, I think he, uh, I well, I think they really encapsulate like personal, genuine feelings mixed in with absolute heaviness that you can still thrash around and have fun. And and you know if you're into the mosh mm-hmm. pit. <laughs> Not me, but if you're into it, you can wash around. Uh, definitely favorite songs, Wings of Nightmares, Separate Wounds, Euro Knife, and, of course, Ocean of Another. Uh, go go check out that episode if you want to hear me kind of talk about all those songs, of, and, spe- and specifically mm-hmm. for Ocean of Another. But uh, great, great album, one that I still revisit a lot, one that I find a lot of inspiration from uh, like when it comes to writing. Uh, and I just love Brendan Murphy. So, uh, yeah, nothing left, to lo- uh, nothing left to love counterparts. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, I, I was waiting for the counterparts pick to, to show up. I knew it was inevitable. Um, 
my last one uh is an album that we reviewed it's the it's the one that i failed at um the other two albums i'll just say that i wrote down sure. uh were were carly ray jepson's emotion uh and funkadelic's maggot brain um but i think this one uh was super important to my music taste um and super important for other reasons uh and that is do little by the Pixies. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> first episode Woo! yeah yeah it like i don't know it introduced me to like grunge uh and and that kind of era of music uh, which kind of led to my punk uh love which hit super hard um and, and fast um every single song on this album is absolute perfection the the riffs on it are are amazing um the bass lines um kim deal fucking crushes it um black francis's vocals throughout uh his lyrics are poignant but surreal and out there like a motherfucker um and i think it's a perfect album but also, it always reminds me of this podcast now because it was—I don't know—it it was like such a weird pick to start with that was like popular, but like I couldn't do something too popular like uh, nowadays at least. And uh, now it's it's kind of synonymous with <laughs> with this podcast, and I feel like it it represents the era getting me into new music, but also uh, this the podcast journey with you. Yeah, and same. So, it's it's been an important one for me um favorite tracks uh ooh, debaser i oh i just gosh, can't yeah, i just can't ignore um <laughs> hey is one of my favorite songs of all time uh so i gotta include that and um Fuck it, I'll do Mr. Greaves. Uh, I think it's such a weird, weird song that slows down, but also has some of the most insane energy. Um, and it's it's just such a dynamic in your face track. Agreed, agreed. I, I really love Here Comes Your Man. I, I love that song. That mm, song is great. Yeah. Uh, fucking great album. Just listen to that album. Just yeah. listen to that episode too. Ten out of ten. <laughs> We need to do a, re- a redo of it to, to see the difference in, <laughs> in our. That'll be the last episode of this podcast is us reviewing Doolittle again. <laughs> this ends up just being like a like an ARG for Doolittle. We're gonna end it on the pixels. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool, cool, but yeah, great pick. I think it's definitely like the album that kicked it all off. It is kind of strange, huh? Like that we just started off on that album, but. Yeah, what yeah. better way to, to start it? So I would not have changed anything at all. Um, my last pick is probably the most modern one, the one that I think is going to be the one that's going to be like, oh, okay, that's the most contemporary one. And this one did hit me hard. It's never left me. This band in particular, especially right now, are one of my favorites. I, I worship the ground that they sit upon when they, when they fucking play. <laughs> Um, and that's uh, Rivers of Nile with their album where I will know my name. Uh, my first introduction to like uh, to one of my favorite genres now, uh, progressive death metal. Um, before that, I just could not get into death metal much. It was very difficult. It was you know something that I just refused to listen to. 
uh, Rivers of Now also, I heard about them not long ago, but I just refused to listen to them because of how everyone said they sounded. <laughs> Even the album cover was like super turned, I was turned off by it. Yeah, it's kind of intense. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, oh, I can't do it. But uh, listening to uh, Where Where Owls Know My Name, the, uh, the, the title track uh, on Shuffle blew me away. Um, it all this album also means a lot to me because I just came at a time where, like, during the pandemic, where I kind of felt like I had no idea what the fuck I was doing with my life. I have I d- did not know where to go. Uh, I was kind of locked in a room. Uh, I was also one of those mm-hmm. few, like, I guess not few, but one of those people that uh, I guess we never, whenever people refer to them as sheep, and that was me because I was always fucking scared of going out and getting my parents sick. So I was kind of stuck, lost in my thoughts and stuff. And this album came around and kind of just encapsulated that feeling of watching time slip away um and it helped me out a lot it hit me hard emotionally it was it's musically intense the vocals are great we also covered in uh the the episode uh, the, the album in an episode so if you want to go into more detail there but um it just kind of opened my eyes to another genre and also made me realize that i was kind of being a dickhead to like other genres too um so like i kind of had to give it a shot and that's why like uh, you know, never. St- I feel like I never have. I have to keep on listening to new stuff because uh, you never know what might surprise you, uh, and you never know what might end up resonating with you hard. So, uh, yeah, Rivers mm-hmm. of Nile, where owls know my name, man. Concept album that is wonderful, uh, existential, uh, heavy, and uh, most importantly, incredibly significant. Yeah, uh, a great pick. Um... Yeah, this is this is fun reflecting. Yeah, it was. It was fun. <laughs> it's been a it's been a real rad like twenty eight months <laughs> that we've been doing <laughs> this. Yep. <laughs> it feels yep. insane. Yep. Um, and it's crazy that the pandemic is still happening. Yeah, and then uh, another <laughs> another uh, fucking simian based one is about to fucking rear its yeah. ugly head again. Can't wait. Um, yeah, but we won't be doom and gloom. Um, yeah, I, I appreciate you not only joining this episode, but joining this this journey, uh, both Renato and the audience. Uh, I can't think of anybody else I'd rather co-host this podcast with. Um, I, I think it's been a lot of fun. I think we've made some great memories uh, and listened to some fucking rad music. <laughs> it's crazy to think we've covered like a hundred albums on I know. this fucking podcast. I know. Yeah, I know. It's, it's been a hell of a ride. Uh, you know, I, I appreciate you for you know all the shit that you do because you do a lot. You have Jared, Jared here keeps the machine rolling constantly so uh we always got to appreciate you know what we what he does and i appreciate his friendship and in his music musical taste because like if there's any person that i go to when it comes to music it's him he, he kind of i think i i've been figured out so he'll just send me shit and i'm like i know i'm gonna like this <laughs> so uh it's been a ride man it's been a ride i know we're probably 112 episodes or whatever but a hundred yeah. great milestone. I'm glad that we got to talk a little bit about our uh, ourselves and whatnot. And I hope that you guys all enjoy it and continue to listen to us. Um, yeah. But yeah, do you have anything else to say, me? Uh, yeah, we hope you continue to listen to us. Uh, but it's gonna be a while, probably, unless Renato wants to <laughs> do, <laughs> do solo ones, episodes. Because yeah. uh, my ass is gonna go walk a 
religious pilgrimage for 20 days uh so join us in september (laughs) (laughs) it'll just a heads up we're gonna disappear for a while um we'll probably post on we we will post on instagram about it um but but thank you guys we hope you come back after this isn't the last episode as far as i know um and uh yeah thanks yeah thanks thanks uh we'll keep we'll keep you guys posted uh, but until then, we're just gonna. I'm just gonna hope that Jared uh, comes back safe and sound, and you know he's gonna <laughs> yeah, be. Me too. He's gonna be bronze, and he's gonna be yoked as fuck. And I can't wait for the new and improved Jared. <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you. <laughs>